Support for Meaningful Conversations comes from Wix.com. With Wix, you can create your very own professional website. Choose a template you love and customize it by adding your own text, images, and videos. With hundreds of intuitive design features, you can tell your story exactly the way you want. You can also easily start a blog, launch an online store, or create an event. Wix offers powerful features for your website, like designer templates, mobile optimization, and personalized SEO. Wix has all the tools you need to create the exact website you want. Over 140 million people choose Wix to create their website. So create yours today and get started now by going to Wix.com. That's W-I-X.com slash Meaningful Conversations to get 10% off. So don't lose the 10% off. I'm Maria Shriver, and this is Meaningful Conversations. On every episode, we'll take a journey into the lives of inspiring, thoughtful, thought-provoking people. People who are smart, spirited, and spiritual. People who have done extraordinary things to make a positive impact on our world. These are people I respect and admire people who inspire me. I want them to share their stories, their experiences, their wisdom, and their feelings with you. I hope we can come together in community to reflect on the issues and topics that we're all thinking about, but no one seems to be talking about. I hope that you're inspired to have more meaningful conversations with the people in your life. I'm so excited for you to hear this episode today because I get to share with you the wisdom of one of my all-time favorite writers, thinkers, and people, Don Miguel Ruiz. You probably know Don Miguel as the author of the international bestseller, The Four Agreements, or for his new book, The Three Questions. I myself have admired him for years because he speaks so beautifully about the meaning of life and about the spiritual journey that we're all on together. Today, I especially wanted to talk to Don Miguel about the topic of love. It's a word that's tossed around so much in our society and culture, but what does it really mean? What does it really mean to us, to you, to me? Don Miguel and I explore those questions and lots more in this episode. Okay, it's a kind of cold, rainy day in Los Angeles, which I actually love. I loved it. Too. You love it? Yeah, I love it because it's always sunny in LA and, and now it's kind of cold. We need that water. We need we the really water do. and we need the conversation that I'm sure. going to have with Don Miguel <laughs> Ruiz, who is a, a hero of mine and somebody who has water. In his words, uh, for our souls, he wrote the Four Agreements, which sold millions and millions of copies. We spoke uh, not too long ago about your new book, The Three Questions. Questions. And you told me at that time that the book you really thought I should read is The Mastery of Love. And I'm a student of love. I'm fascinated with love. I'm confused often by love. And there are so many kind of different interpretations of love. And I love this book, The Mastery of Love. And you said everybody who's in a relationship or who wants to be in a relationship should read this book because 
It tells you what love really is and about what you don't need to do to it's, get love. So exactly, it tells you what you really are. So you, you forget that you are. Which is love. Which is love. We all are love. We just forget. So your whole thing here in this book, which I really love, is you talk about that if you're in a relationship, you're responsible for your half. Exactly. And only for your half. And only for your half. And that if you want to possess someone, control someone, change someone, that's not love. It's not love. It's conditional love. It comes from selfishness. I want you, if you let me control you, I love you, if you obey, and things like that. How do you define love? Well, love is, uh, I would like to say that is an equilibrium between gratitude and generosity. Is how it manifests itself, love. So explain that to me. So what, it's inside of you, you believe, that it's, all the love we need is in here. Yes, 100% is in you. And we, we recognize it in the way we first treat ourselves. Well, we learn to love the same way that people around us love, which means our family, our neighbors, our society, teachers, etc., etc. They love in a certain way, and we copy them. They teach us what they believe about love. And we have a very powerful memory. We take it for granted that this is true. And this is how we learn to love. And this is the main problem of all of us to every single human. Because uh, we love with conditions. Mm -hmm. When we grow up, everybody told us what we are. Right. What they want us to be what they hope that we are. And everybody uh, created a different image of you. Then it's a miracle that we get all those points of view from everybody and create an image who try to please everyone, so including we, yourself. So your theory is, is that from a very young age, we start adapting to what we think other people want us to be. And we create a false image of ourselves and we try to love that image. Well, we believe what they say. Right. We don't discern they say it. We believe that we are innocent. Then yes, we believe whatever they say. And we keep it in our memory. We keep it in knowledge. We create all that with knowledge. And you also write in here, which I think is so powerful that we believe that if somebody else loves us, if somebody else says, I'll take you out, I'll marry you, I'll have sex with you, then we will be loved. But that's just a way of selling ourselves in a way. Well, in certain way could be truth, in another way maybe it's not, because it depends on you. You know, like grandma told the little girl, all men want the same thing. Uh -huh. And of course she believed that, which is true. We all want the same thing, but also all the girls want the same thing, but they don't say it in that way. 
Well, let's see that everybody wants to be in a relationship with you. Everybody wants to make love with you. And you know that. That gives you a big advantage over everyone. Because you can make a choice. Mm -hmm. You can choose the one you really wanted and say yes when you want to say yes. And you can say no to when you want to say no to anyone. But your, your theory <clears throat> is you can say no from a place of strength if you love yourself. Yes, if you love yourself because you never go against yourself. All your loyalty is with yourself. And this is because you love yourself with no conditions. Because you see yourself as the first priority. You know, my first priority is this body, is Miguel. Without Miguel, I cannot speak to you right now. Without Miguel, I can do the work I do. Without Miguel, there's no place for me in this world. Then my loyalty is with Miguel. I have to take care of Miguel, do the best I can for Miguel, and Miguel will help me in everything that I do because I love Miguel so much. And of course, I am not really Miguel. Miguel is my physical body where I live. It's my temple. Mm -hmm. It's my sanctuary. I live there. And because I live there, I modify him. Then I used to be a baby, then a toddler, a child, teenager, getting old like right now. But all that is because I live in Miguel. I'm life. Right. Mm -hmm. And you write in this book, which I really loved, is that, love, that you write that we are the masters. Yes. Of love. Yes. And that it's up to us to decide who to give it to, right? Mm -hmm. How we look at it, how we give it to ourselves. Yes. How we want to put it out in the world. That it's not somebody taking love away from us, giving us love, taking it away. We don't have to search. We don't need to need. We don't need anybody. to need. You so know, don't we all need people? We all need connection. We all need love. Well, that's what we learn. It but doesn't mean it's true. No, it's not. But then you're isolated. You're alone, and not, no one loves you. Not necessarily. Because when you know what you are, you know you are love. Right. You love with no conditions. You are not selfish. Then you just share yourself, you give yourself, and what will stop you is other people's selfishness, not your selfishness. Other people's selfishness is what will stop you. You know, you have your generous, you will give love. Then if they're selfish, they will close that door. When you receive love, you have so much gratitude. Right. And the gratitude will change into generosity. Then we re you receive, you have more gratitude. It becomes more generous. Then you rise in love. You don't fall in love. You fall in love with selfishness because you need it. It's just like the, the one in the, the pizza. Because he has a, Miguel has a story in here called The Magical Kitchen, and that you tell the story of that if you're full and eating, and if you're full of love for yourself, and someone who's not good for you knocks on your door and said, here's free pizza, 
and I'll give this to you all the time, but you have to do what I say, you say, no, thank you, because you're full. You have love. Mm -hmm. But if you feel like you're starving and you think it depends on someone else, you'll do what they want. You'll take their pizza, Mm -hmm. but in exchange, you'll do what they want. Exactly. It becomes like like a slave from that person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have this line in the book. It says, if you take your happiness and put it in someone's hands, sooner or later, that person is going to break it. Yes. If you give your happiness to someone else, they can always take it away. Then if happiness can only come from inside of you and is the result of your love, you are responsible for your happiness. We can never make anyone responsible for our own happiness. That's absolutely true. Your body feels so happy when you are coming out of your body. Which what does that you, mean? You are love. Okay. You love someone, that makes your body feel so happy. Let's say like you have a child. You love your child just by seeing the child. See, just Even if it doesn't do anything, you feel that love for your child. Your body loves to feel that, and it's unconditional. You talk in here about respecting your children, and that you write in here, love is based on respect. Fear doesn't respect anything, including itself. If I feel sorry for you, it means I don't respect you. I feel you can't make your own choices. And you say that sometimes parents say like... I'm going to do everything for you, which really means you say that I don't respect you because I don't think you can do it on your own. Exactly. It's a lack of respect. But anyway, you will do it for your children. But do you think that if you're doing something for your children, like I do that a lot. I do a lot of things for Mm -hmm. my kids, and I've always felt like I did it out of love. Yes, you do. But that I also respect them. Exactly, because you're generous. You give. Right. Even if they don't ask, you give. Then if they have a problem, you go two or three steps before them, and you may solve the problem before they see the problem because you have the experience that they don't. But But what is important is perhaps that they don't know that you did that. (laughs) Because as soon as they know... Who knows? Everybody will react in a different way. Right. But I think what you're also saying in here is, I love you. I know you can do this. Go do it on your own. Exactly. That's a form of love. Yes, this is compassion. Mm-hmm. You don't feel sorry for them. You have compassion. It falls, you give the hand, okay, stand up. Try it again. I think you can make it. Yes, try it again. And try it again. I think you, you write in here about... To master a relationship, it depends entirely on you. Yes. Now, many people would say like, well, no, I mean, my husband or my wife has to meet me halfway. My husband or my wife is being mean to me, so I can't master this relationship. My husband is doing X, Y, or Z, or my wife is doing X, Y, and Z, so I'm good, but they're the problem. Well, we try to blame somebody else, but we don't see that it's really our problem. Because most of the time they react for what we say, what we do. Mm-hmm. We have that emotional poison with us, and we don't even notice. This poison has been accumulated during all of our life, and we don't even know. Of course, there's people who have much more poison than us. 
but it is like a mental disease that humanity have, but we don't know that we have that disease. Well, when you, we have the, the awareness, we can cure that. You write in here that really we all have a parasite, so to speak, in our minds yes. that beats us up all the time, and we often find a partner whose parasite teams up with our parasite exactly. and just beats us up continually. And get, and get an equilibrium between these two parasites. But so <laughs> th I thought that was fascinating. And uh, well, we see that everywhere, wherever we go. That people pair up with someone who's abusive mm -hmm. to them, like their own mind is abusive to it's them. It's like we say in this book that... Uh, the way that people learn about love mm -hmm. is like a drug addict and the one who provides the drug. The right, one who needs the most is the drug addict. And the one who has less need is the one who provides the drug, which is love. It's just like the one with the pizza. I give you the pizza if I can control you. And then the one who, who gets the pizza, it feels like a this other one have to provide the pizza all the time. If you want to punish them, just don't give the pizza. So if you're addicted to love, desperate for love, in need of love, and think it's a drug, you will find yourself with someone who gives it to you when they want, takes it away when they want. Well, if, we, if you see in most of the relationships all around you, you will see that all the time. But sometimes it shifts also. Mm -hmm. Not always the provider is the same. Sometimes the provider becomes addictive. That issue sometimes. So how do we get to what we all want, really, which is to be in a loving state, I think first and foremost with ourselves, mm -hmm. and to be, as you say in here, in a relationship where each person is bringing joy and a healthy sense of love and it's not jealous, it's not competitive, it's not angry, it's not possessive. Well, we have to start from the very beginning to really understand that we are love. We always be in love. And if in a certain moment we don't feel that love is because we repress that love and we need to be accepted by other people, because we repress our own love, we believe that we are not worth it to love. So we have and to first start needed. there. Yes, first to see that I am love. Mm -hmm. And with that love, like I say here, I have a magical kitchen. I can create whatever, give to everybody, and don't need anything from anyone. So first it's to begin with understanding mm -hmm. that everything we need or we think we need is within us. Is within us, yeah. And that someone else... Isn't, doesn't have the keys mm -hmm. to how we, or to love or to how we see ourselves. Mm -hmm. Correct? Correct. And that therefore we will choose people to be around from a place of strength and abundance as opposed to desperation and weakness. Well, it's uh, definitely true because then not only what are in, a, in a romantic relationship, right. but in any kind of relationship, you you go with people that are more alike, like you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that will depend on many, in many ways how they control also their half. 
Mm-hmm. Right? You write in here, once you accept yourself, yes. once you love yourself, the next step is to accept your partner. Yes. Now that just the way they are, mm-hmm. not changing them, not exactly. fixing them, not manipulating them. Because this is not your business, really. It's not your problem. As soon as you make it your problem, now the relationship shift. Because once you, you need to control your partner, then if he don't let you control him, you get hurt, you get upset, you judge them, you say that they have no gratitude. You can blame him for whatever. You said if you decide to be with such a person, don't try to change anything about the person. Mm-hmm. That person has the right to be who they are, the right to be free. When you inhibit your partner's freedom, you inhibit your own. Exactly. Because you have to be there to see what your partner is doing or not doing. Yes, it's like a, somebody in jail. Right. He need a guard who be sure that it's not out of control. Then both are really in jail. Then you lose your freedom when you have to control your partner. So and that affects you completely. Your emotions start rising, getting stronger. You create more emotional poison until the moment that you will explode. You know, if you go into a relationship with selfishness, expecting that your partner is going to make you happy, it <clears throat> will not happen. And it's not that person's fault. Exactly. It's your own. Exactly. So what, but we're raised, right, especially women, you know, girls, they're raised. If someone's going to come in and complete you, make you happy, going to sweep you off your feet, and you're going to build this whole life and everything. The culture has mm-hmm. sold us exactly. on a storyline that someone else is going to make us feel the way we want to feel. So this is totally contrary exactly. to everything. Exactly, because it's not <laughs> true. Well, why is what you're saying true? Well, the truth is that you don't need anybody. Mm-hmm. You don't need a night to come and save you and give you everything. No. It could be the opposite. You can save someone if you want to save it. But until the point that you don't lose your freedom. You know, you can be so generous but in the moment that selfishness starts coming, then that limits your generosity. And fear. You write uh-huh. a lot about fear. So, yes. so many people are afraid. Just to love. To love, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say that that's been a little bit with, I find myself sometimes like, uh-oh, I don't know about that. Mm-mm, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. So, how do you, if people are say like they're afraid. To, to, to be hurt. Every time that it's a broken heart, every time that they cannot control the other person, every time that the other reveal to want to be controlled. So how do you how do you kind of deal with that? How do you deal with fear? How do you deal with rejection? How do you deal? Well, that's not loving. Well, you have to first, like I said before, accept yourself just the way you are. Right. Know that you are love, and that you are not responsible for the other person, for the other one. But if you put yourself out there and the other person rejects you, like... Then, goodbye, I'm back. You don't have to be there. <laughs> goodbye. Yes, <laughs> But it's not over. so easy for people, right? So what you're uh-huh. saying to them, actually, when if that person says goodbye to you, that's good. 
Yes, because definitely. you don't want to be in a place of grasping for love. Yes, you don't need to be with someone who don't love you. And you write, mm-hmm. and this is something we talked about that people have this abusive voice in our minds, right? Yes. We have you write in here about the wounded mind, and then you say that you will, you are so abusive to yourself. But once you will find somebody who's equally abusive to you, but once they're just a little bit more abusive, then that's the moment that you go. That's the moment that you go. Mm-hmm. But if someone abuses you just a little less than the way you abuse yourself, you stay. And you can say, I deserve it. It's my fault. You take all the blame, etc. Mm-hmm. But if they abuse a little more, she crossed that line, the game is over. And right. it's hard for you to go back to someone like that. Don't go away. We'll have more of the conversation in just a moment. But first, let's talk about one of our sponsors. This episode of Meaningful Conversations is brought to you by Swell Investing, an impact investing platform that helps new and experienced investors better understand where their money goes and how it grows. Swell is built on a belief that today's biggest challenges will result in tomorrow's leading industries. With Swell, investors get to choose how every one of their dollars is invested and where they want the money to have impact, from renewable energy to disease eradication to clean water. Most investors don't actually know much about the companies that they're backing, but Swell is working to change that. Every company Swell includes must have revenues in alignment with at least one of the 17 United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. If you want to create the world we want to live in someday, it's probably a good idea to start paying attention where we're putting our dollars. Swell wants to help your money make a difference. And if you visit www.swellinvesting.com slash meaningful today, you'll get a $50 bonus when you open a new account. Once again, that's www.swellinvesting.com slash meaningful. Swell, invest in progress. Now let's get back to the conversation. You talk about that the really, the hunt that we're all on, the hunt that society is on, the hunt is really inside of you. Yes. I liked that idea that you have to start by hunting every reaction you have. So now people are scrolling through social Mm -hmm. media, looking at somebody else, and they're like, look at them. They have Mm -hmm. this. You say, look at that reaction. You look at another Mm -hmm. one. She's more beautiful than me. Hunt that reaction. Mm -hmm. It's all about how you are learning about you. Is that correct? Let's see. Is there anyone more beautiful than you? Is there anyone more beautiful than me? Uh Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Why? (laughs) Why? Well, there's no one more beautiful than me. How can there's anybody more beautiful than you? Well, I can kind of intellectually know that, but then I can look at a magazine and I can go in a store and, and you someone's see all those 20 lies? and they're this. But you're saying, look you at... Don't see a, a, a newborn baby uh-huh. and see a very old woman or man mm-hmm. in the 90s. Aren't, aren't they beautiful, both of them? 
someone yeah. at the, the end of their life, they look so beautiful. They are unique. Right. There's no one like them. Then you are unique. There's no one like you. There's seven billion people in the world, but there's no one like you. Right. And with that point of view, you are the most beautiful of everyone. And by the way, is where you live. Is the one that you love the most. It's your sanctuary. It's made for you. And you modify it. Mm-hmm. You make it old. And it's okay. It's beautiful. Right. That's the mastery of it. And as you say here, the, the warrior is the hunter who hunts herself. Because you said your self-abuse is the parasite who's hunting you 24 hours a day. It's always after you. Exactly. You know, the metaphor, is uh, the parasite is a metaphor. Mm-hmm. And is your mind is all your knowledge and how your mind works. When you was born, you had no knowledge. Right. You had no parasite. Your pure so, love. Society, your pure divinity, really. Society, hook your attention. They teach you a language, the one you speak. You use that language to explain your life, to create a whole story of your life. Right. Mm-hmm. The way you believe your life is. And in that story, you have a big judge who's judging everything and judge, everyone. Yeah. yeah. And you have that Congress, like you said, the three questions. Yes. Who will analyze any information and reject it or accept it. And you have that victim, the one who will be punished for whatever rule it breaks. The three together, that is a parasite. It's something that you didn't have it when you was born. Right. Then it's just all the knowledge that comes from everyone around you, that from the whole society. And we believe it's real. You create a whole story in yeah. your mind. Yeah. But not just you, everyone do the same thing. You live in your story as they live in their own story. And in that story, you learn to love the way they teach you to love. You keep it in your memory. You keep it because it's so powerful in your memory. And uh, in certain moments, when you have the awareness that is not real, that is not truth, your whole belief system starts falling apart yes. because you start seeing so many lies that you didn't see before. I love that, that at some point you can become aware that the narrative of your life mm-hmm. isn't true. Yeah. And, the, uh-huh. and that you can begin, begin to deconstruct. Mm-hmm. Then you can see that that parasite yeah. is hunted all the time. You write here that mm-hmm. the... If you remember the story, you write about Artemis in here. Yes. You will always mm. find, if you begin to hunt for yourself, you mm-hmm. will always find the love mm-hmm. that's inside of you. It exists in every single human being. Then just start hunting your parasite and take all the life from the parasite one by one out. That's your job. Mm-hmm. To get rid of all the negativity, to get yes. rid of the judgment, to get rid mm-hmm. of what people said you were or weren't. And in the end, you will find that what you really are is love, which is life itself. And you, you write about as the body gets older, you may die, then life 
leaves you, right? Yes. But that it is life that we own, that it is our life that we nurture, that it is our life that we love, that it is our life that lives. Yes, life is immortal. Not the sanctuary, not the body, not the mind either, because the mind is just a reflection. It's not even real. You say here, this we talked about, the parasite that's seen with eyes of love. Mm -hmm. For all living beings that are yourselves, you are God, right? So you can provide what your body needs. You can love all the living cells in your body, or you can be incredibly mean to them. Uh, You can say to your body, I'm sorry, now I will take care of you again if you have Mm -hmm. been abusive, if you have hurt it. The relationship between you and your body, between you and all the living cells that depend on you, can become the most beautiful relationship that you have. Because if you're rejecting your own body, right, you're rejecting Mm. yourself. Exactly. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, that's really beautiful. You know, just with the eyes of love, you only see perfection. Everything is perfect. Imperfection only exists in the mind and is a lie. But we often see the love in someone else and not in ourselves. Oh, yes, we can see love in someone else. You can see the love in the trees, the love in the stars, in the everything. The love in your dog. In everything. And but, that reflects you. But why do we have so much trouble accepting, believing that there's love in us and that we can love ourselves? Because all of us succumb to the idea that we have to get someone to love us, that we couldn't possibly be beautiful, that we're not fat, we're not old, we're not whatever. Well, this is because we believe our own lies. You know, when they hook our attention, they teach us a language, they teach us all what we believe Mm-hmm. about, you know, religion, everything. Right. Mm-hmm. They teach us about love, and we believe all those lies. Then we believe that we don't deserve it. Right. And this is because we believe our own lies. The lies that they give, us, give it to us now becomes our lies, and we hear our own lies because it, it didn't come from other people anymore. It came from our own mind from our own judge, and he say, you're not beautiful enough, you're not strong enough, you're not intelligent enough, why even try? You're never going to make it. Well, all those lies, we don't have to believe it. It's obviously, it's a lie. More meaningful conversations in just a bit. Meditation is one of my favorite ways to start the morning because it helps me focus my intentions and start my day off feeling calm or as calm as I get. That's why I'm pleased that this episode of Meaningful Conversations is brought to you by Calm, the number one app to help you sleep, meditate, and relax during your day. And that's something that we all need. It's good for your brain. It's good for the people around you. It's really good for you. So if you head over to calm.com meaningful, you'll get 25% off a calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programs, including guided meditations on issues like anxiety, stress, and focus, including a brand new meditation each day called the daily calm. There are also sleep stories, 
And there's even soothing music, breathing exercise, gentle stretches to relax your body, and more. I think I have to get this. Uh, for a limited time, Meaningful Conversation listeners get 25% off of Calm Premium subscription at calm.com slash meaningful. That's calm.com slash meaningful. Get unlimited access to all of Calm's content today at calm.com meaningful. Give yourself the gift of calm and a happy, healthy 2019. Now back to the conversation. Isn't it, it, you know, really society is up against what you're saying. Yes. Because we're sitting there and we may feel really good. Like what last time when I talked to you, I feel really positive. I feel like I'm beautiful. I'm love myself. (laughs) (laughs) But then I go and I look at an ad or I go into a makeup store and I see someone else and someone says, Hey, by the way, I did this or I did that. And now I feel better. And so the, the kind of advertising, the pressure of the world is, feeding us a contrary message all the time. You know, in India, they do something that they call puja to the status of the gods. The puja is that they clean it up, they dress it up and look beautiful. Well, this is exactly what we should do with our own body. Mm -hmm. To puja to our own body, to love our own body, to see how beautiful we are. And just live our life in that way. When you feel that you are so beautiful, you will have that smile in your face all the time. Mm-hmm. And that smile will attract everybody around you. They see you smiling and they, like a magnet, they go to you and they try to talk to you, etc., etc. But you feel that good. And this is because you love yourself. It doesn't matter how you look like, really. Because you know you are loved, you are beautiful, you deserve everything. And because you respect yourself, there's no way that you will allow that anybody disrespect you. Right. They come to see, okay, oh, you're, you're old. Of course, I am so what? I'm, look at how beautiful is this old lady. You're not old, of course, but... <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I think that that's such a... You know, as a mother trying to raise children who love themselves so they in turn can love others and put love out into the world, it's a hard message I find often to get across that people Mm -hmm. are like, yeah, yeah, okay, thank you, mom, Mm -mm, bye. And they don't really let it sink in. And so for people who are struggling with this concept of self-love, who are struggling with loving their bodies if they may be aging or overweight or if their body is at war with them, mm-hmm. what, what do you, or if they're alone and they want to be in a relationship, what, what do you say to them? Well, first of all, to accept themselves just the way they are. Be, be fat or be bold or whatever. It's just the way they are. They're beautiful too. And stop judging that. Exactly. Accept themselves just the way they are. And not to look for someone who loves you. Just be yourself, be in the world. And people, someone will like you. But not because someone like you wants to be with you, that means that you will accept whoever comes to you. Right. No. 
No, because you love yourself so much that you will not give something to yourself that you don't want. And you believe that we can all are capable of mastering <clears throat> love because we are our well, own internal masters. In theory, yes. The problems that we have all those beliefs already that go against to master, master love. But you know, like we master jealousy, like we master anger. Mm -hmm. It was because we practice that, we master it. Yes. Then to master love, we have to practice love the same way. So many people think, uh, Don, right, you say, I like that. You know, we're told to master networking. We're told to master our computer skills. We're told to master our technology skills or our, you know, our emotional intelligence, all of these things. But to master love isn't about mastering sex. No, sex is just one expression. Right. And it's a beautiful one. Right. But when you say mastering love, is that, what is, how do you do that? Just by be yourself. Just remember, you are love. So you just, just keep coming back to yourself. Yeah, it's just the way you look, the way you touch, the way you talk, the way you deal with other people. It's just the gratitude just to be alive and the generosity to give what you have. Of course, you don't have to give money, no. You can give a big smile. Right. You, can, you can give a, a kind word. And you can also give that to yourself. Of course. You cannot give what you don't have. Then if you don't love yourself, how can we love somebody else? I say to my children all the time, if somebody's yelling or <clears throat> mean to themselves or mean to them, I say, imagine that person's voice. Imagine how they're treating themselves. Mm -hmm. So try not to take it personally exactly. because it's not about you. Imagine mm -hmm. what they're doing to themselves. Yes, that's absolutely true. Right? Because they try to take the poison out. And they will try to take the poison to whoever is have less power than them. So it's, it's in a really important thing, I think, as you're raising children or to say to yourself, no one else is responsible for your happiness. Yes. Don't give them that power. Yes, exactly. Don't give your them job. that power. It's your job. Yes. If you give them the power, you will be sorry for that because they will use it against you. They will break your star. They can break your heart because you don't control them. So, and you're always saying that if someone else or you put the power in somebody else and they don't love you, good riddance, because you are all the love you need, mm -hmm. and somewhere along the way you will find someone who loves you just the way you are. That person will have to be also have read this book or be quite evolved, mm -hmm. right? I think we don't spend enough time maybe mastering love. We're so busy mastering competition. And you know, letting go somebody is also mastering love. You know, like, so? a, like if you're in a relationship and you find out that this is not the one you want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you want to keep that person with you just because you say so. If you really don't want that man, the most wonderful thing that you can do, you will be so generous if you just let him go. He can be hurt, perhaps, 
but by letting him go, you give him the opportunity to, to find someone who really want him, and vice versa. If you are with someone who don't love you, why in the world do you want to be with someone who don't love you? If he's so generous, he just let you go. You might feel hurt a little or a lot, depends. Mm -hmm. But once that heal, you really can find the one that you really love, the one that you really want. Then it's an act of generosity also. You, you, what is your belief if everybody read this book and everybody felt responsible for their own happiness, if people felt that they were love and that they weren't starving for love out there and stuff like How do you think our world would be different? Well, it will change completely. First of all, there will not be crime anymore because you don't want to hurt someone that you love. Mm -hmm. You will respect and you will be respect mainly by yourself. Then the way that we deal with everybody will be different. Making, of course, the assumption that they also change. Then that wounded mind will be healed. And you can be just yourself without the fear to, to hurt anybody for whatever you do or say, and vice versa. And you don't hurt them because they don't have those issues that get hurt when you touch it. Then it's a, a world that is rising in love then violence, all that, will be over. Of course, there's no way to see it at the present time, maybe not in the next five, six centuries or a thousand years, but we are going in that direction. You believe that? Oh, yes, definitely. Because you, the four agreements also are important in terms of your relationships, not just if you're in an intimate relationship with another person, but who you are out in the world, mm -hmm. exercising the four agreements, right? Believing that you are love, believing mm -hmm. you're responsible for your happiness, not taking things mm -hmm. personally, not having expectations. Mm -hmm. Yes, those are the tools that we use to hunt the parasite, right. our own parasite. And by practicing these four agreements, the moment comes that you master it so much that the fifth agreement arrives, which is be, be skeptical, but learn to listen. Be skeptical because in that moment you know without a doubt that whatever anybody say is maybe truth for them, but not for you. But when you listen what they say, you take the most important things they say, you take it for yourself. Mm -hmm. By doing that, you gain complete respect for everybody else and you live on peace. With this fifth agreement, you master love completely. The Mastery of Love and Don Miguel gave me the book called The Voice of Knowledge, a Toltec wisdom book, which I have not read, but I've read the three questions. I've read The Four Agreements and The Mastery of Love, and your wisdom is really life-altering. Thank you. It really changes the way, for me anyway, change the way I see myself, and then it can change the way I see other people. 
and it's contrary to the way I was raised. You know, he's taking <laughs> back to the truth, but not believe anymore all those lies that we learn. Mm -hmm. Then all this process is not to learn, but to unlearn all those lies. When you unlearn all those lies, the only thing that stays is the truth, which means you, once again. So that's such a powerful thing, I think, for anybody who's listening to uh, understand that everything you need, you have. Everything you are is love. Mm -hmm. And that it's up to you to really write your own narrative. Yes, and yeah. change whatever you wrote before yeah. and you don't like it. Right. Because anyway, it wasn't truth any, any, anyway. You can throw out parts. Almost the whole story. Right. And you can also, as a parent, show your children what love really is. Because there's a great Rumi, yes. or it's a Thich Nhat Hanh quote, I'm not so sure, that we really make a mess of things when we don't know how to love. You know, that, and, and they will feel your presence. They will feel your love. You don't need to go and say, it, hey, I love you. Yeah. It's great to say it, yes. But with your attitude, what you do, they know you, you love them. And they gain more and more respect for you and more and more. And this is so wonderful. And you're wonderful. I want to thank you <laughs> thank so you. much for coming to talk on Meaningful Conversations because uh, it's hard to live a meaningful life if you don't know who you are, if you don't know why you're here, and if you don't love yourself. It's really hard to mm -hmm. live a meaningful life and find meaning in your day-to-day -day life. But if you love yourself, right, which is why you're here. Well, we are here to love. Right. We are love. We are here to love. It's simple. That's our purpose. Yeah, to love. Whew. Okay, <laughs> we got that straight. Thank you so much for oh, being honey. with us. You're I love welcome. talking to you, and I can feel how much you love. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Meaningful Conversations. And thanks so much to my friend, Don Miguel Ruiz, for carving out time to share his beautiful wisdom with all of you. If you're looking for more inspiration and words of wisdom, then please sign up for my weekly email newsletter, The Sunday Paper. It's free and it's good. So just visit my website, mariashriver.com, to subscribe. I hope you'll also check out my book, I've Been Thinking, and its new companion, I've Been Thinking, the journal, like this podcast, these books were created to help you on your path to a meaningful life. More details on my website about those as well. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to being in community with you again right here each Monday.